Hi, and welcome to the Virtual Classroom Podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly Ring, and I'm so glad you're here. In the Virtual Classroom, I invite virtual teachers from across the country to sit down and talk to all of us about what it's like to be a virtual teacher. It is my hope that through our conversations, we can educate, collaborate, and of course, connect to build a tribe of virtual teachers. Thanks again so much for being here. Welcome back. On the last episode, you might have heard my story, my whys and my passions. And I was interviewed by my sweet new friend, Shannon Crawford. Today on the podcast, I had the honor of speaking with Shannon about her virtual classroom. She has an interesting setup because while she teaches for Virginia, She's located in Utah. I'll let her explain that for you. I had lots of questions. But what I absolutely love about Shannon is her passion. You see, she's a military spouse and she has made it her life's mission to not only reach these military students and their families, but understanding them. She's working on her doctorate's degree in leadership, but with a focus on military students. I learned so much from her concerning this demographic, and I can't wait to share her story with you. I hope you get as much out of it as I did. So here's Shannon. My name is Shannon Crawford. I currently teach sixth and seventh grade at Virginia Virtual Academy at K-12. Um, I, let's say this is my fourth year. I had three previous years in the elementary level. So I taught fourth grade, then switched over to fifth grade, and then did a blend of history and science for fourth and fifth for two years. And um, I now advise and teach ELA for sixth and seventh grade. And it's amazing. It's been eye-opening. I love, I love seeing that leap of where my students, um, you know, where they're kind of progressing from the elementary age. But in my, let's see, personal life, I am a military spouse. I have three young kiddos who are all at school right now. It's very peaceful in my house. I happen to be kind of an oddball. So I live in Utah and we, we have been stationed all over and started in Virginia and went out to Washington state, then back to Virginia and now out in Utah. And we love our family loves, we love the outdoors. So it's actually ideal. We, we live at the base of Big Cottonwood Canyon. And so our kids learn to ski and do some sledding for free up at um, one of the hiking trails in the summertime. But we actually use it Donut Falls to go sledding. And um, we go on hikes a lot. And for me personally, if I'm not teaching, which I do love, I'm, I'm working to earn my doctor of education degree in educational leadership with a focus on supporting military connected students. It's just, they're a very soft spot for me <laughs> as I have three of my own students, that, three of my own kids, I'm sorry, that I'm seeing go through and the moves and the stressors with friends and, um, but they're amazing and they're resilient, which is just incredible. So I that's kind of, I guess, become my hobby is at night, I, you know, get the kids down, my, my spouse, my husband's actually still active duty, but in dental school himself. So we're both in school full-time slash working. Um, and if I'm not in school, I love working out, but I love to just hike. Like if I can work out and be outdoors, it's a win for me. Um, I also love making some good crispy treats. So that is about me. I just, <laughs> on and on. <laughs> uh, 
I love everything about you. I'm not military, but I live in a town that we have an Air Force training base. So we, even though I'm not directly connected to it, my town is. And so I have a lot of respect for for you and your and your husband and your family. And before we go any further, just thank you guys for, for what you do and for our country and, and especially your husband for serving, but also, you know, you for serving oh, as well. Thank you. Um, because I know <laughs> it's not so just a, a him thing. It's, it's a whole family affair. So thank you. Yes, thank is. you. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> so you said you're in Utah, but you teach for Virginia. <laughs> is that yes. So I I'm kind of in love with that. <laughs> so, but how does, does that work? Do you, uh, do you wake up like extremely early? So you're on, on their time or what do you do about outings? What about testing? Like I have so many questions. They're great how questions. does this work? No. <laughs> you are amazing. Okay. <laughs> so, um, I, so I started, when I started with Virginia Virtual Academy, I was in Virginia um, and I loved it because it just, especially starting the virtual world, I came from the brick and mortar um, and it was very helpful to have incredible teammates like physically there to kind of walk through. We'd meet every Friday. And um, so it gave me that baseboard where I felt like I had such a great leadership that was like, Hey, we feel confident with you. We love you. We want to keep you, but you know, you've got to stay on, on Virginia hours. So I wake up really early. I'm a morning bird anyways. Um, and so I start at 6 a.m. I am at my computer um, I have this little, I just moved actually my office. So I'm out in the basement, which I love, but it's so peaceful. Everyone's still sleeping. Um, and so I start, I just stay with East Coast hours and, and I even find myself extending, you know, past the three o'clock on the East Coast um, or sorry, five o'clock, three o'clock Utah time. Um, but in terms of outings, it's actually really been interesting because I have taken on with a group. There's actually a few of us that are out of state. We do virtual outings. So about once a month we have, let's see, so far we've done talent shows, which incorporate any student. When I was with elementary, it was all elementary students invited. Um, with middle school, we, we have had any student that wants to participate. They have you know, they have a working camera and video. We have any, anything from magic shows to singing, People have, you know, typing. It has just been, it's been wonderful. And it actually incorporates everyone. So students that maybe don't live in that specific region in Virginia that would be able to make an in-person outing, they still have this opportunity to participate virtually in front of their peers. So we did a gingerbread, let's see, a gingerbread competition. I shouldn't say competition, but a gingerbread, oh, shenanigans. What did we call it? A gingerbread, not a cook-off, but like a make your own gingerbread house. And sure. Um, <laughs> like, I don't know. Have to, sure. It is the end of the day. I'm like, whoa, I need a coffee. Yes. So we, and that we have a pie day. We have, oh, there's so many, we have a spelling bee coming up. I even have with my military connected student group. We have a virtual group that meets once a month. We come up with some really creative ways to monthly incorporate every student and then they get to see us they get to you know we're the ones that coordinate it those of us that, that live out of state and i've really enjoyed it i feel like it actually gives a little more creativity and the students get to be amongst others they might not have a traditional class connect with now testing uh i come into play <laughs> big time when it comes to retake calling scheduling having conversations, you know, with families. And so 
that ends up being a full-time job in of itself as it should be, which is great. But I kind of get to, I get to be the, the individual, one of the individuals that, you know, supports attendance calls. If a student's not showing up for testing, you know, re rescheduling is a big component. And then definitely being more of the point of contact when it comes to if a student can retake the assessment, you know, making sure supporting that remediation. So it turns into a a different, it, it definitely looks different, but it is definitely a needed position. And so it's kind of a benefit to actually have someone outside of the reins. But, but yes, so that's how testing works. Good. So great you're kind of like a, you're like an eye in the sky. Kind of. Yes. So <laughs> I love that. That is a great way to put it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and we all need those. Like we're the troops on the ground and you're the eye in the sky to get yes. all military-like. So. <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> so, but I love that even though you're not in the same state, you're still a vital component to the success of getting all these, all these kids tested. So that's awesome. That is the hope. <laughs> it's a creative position, needed and creative. Very needed and very creative, and I love it. I know yesterday you started this new group, right? Um, yes. How about you tell us about that? Okay. So at Virginia Virtual Academy, as of last year, we had 10% of our student population were military-connected students. And what resonated with me um, through doing, I've been in my program for about a year, and a lot of the research has shown, you know, students that are military connected are, are very resilient, um, but yet there's really not all teacher preparation programs that involve that unique group of students. Um, and I thought back to my own education. I went to James Madison University. It was a fabulous teacher program, but we never, you know, in our pre-service program, we didn't, we weren't in a population that was military connected. And um, it, it was, it's always been since becoming a military spouse and having children, it's been a, it's been eye-opening, you know, the different areas we've lived um, and the experiences, how unique each student's experience is, as well as the deployments, the everything that comes wrapped up with being military. And I felt that even though it's just 10%, I thought, you know, if we can make just an impact and create a group where students feel supported and they feel like there's this sense of community. I feel like being virtual, it has been, I think it's a very, it's easy to feel disconnected. Um, and other research I've done on that shows, you know, part of a student feeling in, involved in a classroom is that engagement and connected to a teacher. You know, one person, very similar to brick and mortar, right? It takes one person, they say, to make that, that impact and change someone's. So, um, I was putting a lot of thought into it at the end of last year and then heading into this year, it was kind of a, all right, how do we get this going and where are the resources? And what's been crazy, Kimberly, is there's, there's a lot of organizations, but there's really not a lot of content um, developed for students that are military. So we're starting out kind of ground zero here, but I have an incredible support team of teachers um, at Virginia Virtual Academy and um, another teacher who was brought up a military student. Um, she has been just so impactful and supportive. And so we met yesterday. And prior to meeting, I put together these boxes that, you know, had to me, there's a difference in just meeting in a blackboard room and doing activities versus providing something a little physical. So I sent a globe, some stickers, a canvas, some markers, and a notebook. 
and they all were connected to, you know, military themed. And so we, we took time yesterday, one, to just kind of share our experiences. And two, um, we opened up with an activity where, you know, I knew they had their canvas in front of them and they had their markers and we drew a dandelion. And so the dandelion is the unofficial flower for the military child. And um, it's because it, you know, it's used to spreading seeds and wherever it falls, planting new beautiful seeds. And so each student was able to process through the activity. They were drawing their dandelion. And after they were able to share, you know, where all have they traveled? Where all have they, have they landed? Um, how have they been successful in rebooting in a whole new environment? Um, and then who were the rocks? You know, who are the, who's that soil, those rocks that have really held them up along the way? And it was eye-opening so many of them have such a beautiful, strong bond with their family, you know, their immediate family who they constantly are traveling with. Um, but they also found comfort in the, the community, the military community that was around them. And if there wasn't a strong one, like in Utah, to be honest, we really don't have a strong military community here for us. Um, it's the friends. You, know, you, you learn very quickly that the friendships are just like family. Um, and you rely on each other and you have Thanksgivings together and holidays or whatever holiday you celebrate, you know, you, you really become family. Um, and they, so a few of ours actually currently have a parent deployed, um, father and mother. And it was just beautiful to watch them collaborate and share their experiences and hearing how common some of theirs were. And, you know, one student said, you know, Miss Crawford, you just get used to it. It's just part of life. A parent deploys and you, you pick up the pieces and you keep going. And it was just very touching. Um, you know, these sixth, seventh and eighth graders discussing, I mean, all the places they've already moved. They shared their globes, right? With they put a sticker on every location that they've lived and locations their parents have been deployed. And it is very humbling. Um, and I think it hit home as a mom of three kids that I know we're gonna, we're 10 years in and we wanna make it a life um, you know, we committed to it. And it just kind of, I'm hoping, I, my, I can only hope that my kids have that same grit and that same understanding of like, we are here for a bigger purpose and we are making the ultimate sacrifice. These, these students are making that ultimate sacrifice and not having a parent home for a holiday. And yet they're not selfish about it and they understand. And I just was humbled <laughs> by that. Um, and they loved it. And they've been sharing their globe and their photos. They, I got a couple of photos today um, I had one student who shared um, a video clip of her parent um, that had been deployed in the homecoming. And it's just very touching. And even though we don't have the largest group, you know, it, if it makes an impact on those 15 students, then that's 15 students that hopefully, hopefully feel like they're not alone. Um, and yeah, and I'm hoping we meet, let's see, we meet in February and we, we have a read aloud each time and we'll have another activity, but throughout they're, they're keeping their notebook where they can just write down thoughts or questions or um, any concerns or things that they want to discuss at our next, the next gathering. So I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm excited to see where it goes too, because I, as I told you, I, I live and grew up in a military town, yes. um, but I did not get any kind of, preparation for the closest thing I can think of is I got preparation for students who are mobile constantly moving and yes. but those typically were also from a negative 
standpoint. Their parents were couch homeless and, and things like that. These students are almost, they have a great, you know, great families. Yes. But they're just moving. Um, and it's like, well, how, where do I come in with that? And so I love what you're doing. I love that you're educating yourself on that. I love that it's so close to home for you. But I will say that most of the bases here are training bases. And for Army, for uh, Air Force. Yes. Uh, and so we, and then so they, they're here and they don't want to enroll their kids into Oklahoma public schools, which I totally get and support. And they want something that will allow them to travel if they, yes. if they need yep. to. And so I'm st- like one of my brand new students who just started last week. He, he's a military family and they did not want to enroll him into Oklahoma schools, like I said. And so they're here and that will give them the freedom to still kind of explore or go where, where dad needs, needs to go. Or if yes. they do transfer to there's you know, there's other K-12 schools across the country so they can easily transfer to some of those. And what you're doing is something that we would all benefit from. And so I, I almost, I'm, want to be so bold and ask like would you be willing to share these things not only for just your school but potentially anyone that really is that's listening and resonating with this and wants to start something in their school oh my goodness yes I think that would be a goal it would be amazing to be able I always feel like there's power in numbers and um, more brains put together because this is so not I mean it's just so young for me and I I can only speak from the, the year of research, I haven't really been able to dive into the weeds, um, but I just feel like if it's making an impact here, which after yesterday, I felt like they were just, yeah, it was impactful for all of us. Um, I would love to be able to collaborate um, with other teachers at other, other K-12 schools or virtual schools, you know, so any, any platform where it would benefit the student um, to me is a win. And I know you know, even on, I think it's the, the main, the main website for K-12. And I know that that is definitely a unique group of students that I feel like K-12 does benefit. And um, so many military families choose, just like you said, because they're, they're having to pick up and go and they don't know how long they're going to be in one location um, and that flexibility. And so I feel like it would just be wonderful if more schools you know, could, if we, if we could build a program, I think it would benefit every, I mean, there, I think there's just so many benefits to it. I would love, I would love to share. I would love to share. And I think it'd be great to collaborate. And I also just thought, what if it was like a, what, what if it was a, I mean, obviously you're doing it. It sounds almost like a club, right? Like, yes, that's a good point. Um, that would be some, like, I don't know. And I could, I teach a club. I teach for a K-12 club. And I, obviously it would need to be adapted. I mean, you wouldn't want to share or like send globes to everybody across the United <laughs> States. But if you, if that was something, I mean, that could be potentially something too, where it's an official K-12 club and meets, um, I, it's just something to consider and collaborate or on and I mean obviously I'm just throwing that out there I'm not saying you need to or have no to I or love that, like that idea just, just something um, so what are don't laugh at me Kimberly no what exactly like arc I know we have clubs I've just yes. never even thought of I, I've never been part of one or even observed one like, how does that work so it's a it's a, a completely different 
you host this club, most of the time it's twice a month. So I, I do mine like every other week in a month. Okay. A month or just one. So like December and January and I think like September and probably May will be just one time. But otherwise, all the rest of the months are two. And I'm doing fitness clubs. So I teach my kids about fitness. I started with nutrition. And then now we're actually learning about different forms of fitness. So we did like weight training. We did flexibility training. And I don't know what we're going to do next time. That sounds amazing. Yeah. and But there's all different kinds of clubs. There's like cooking clubs. There's what else? Drawing like coding there's and they there used pull to be a, from not just your school it's yeah so we're all students all kids that are enrolled at a k-12 school that's and they're amazing all teachers. so yeah so i have kids from i have a few kids from oklahoma but and then i have some from colorado and utah and all, oh that's all so neat yeah so it's really fun oh, for them to that. get to spend an hour with me Typically the first one we learn like what it is. And then my second one in the month, we actually do the workout. So I'll find like a kid friendly version Smart. of a workout and we do it. So uh, I yeah. love this. I am definitely <laughs> going to look into that. I've seen it. I've just honestly never been part of one. I've never observed one and I've always wondered, but I've never thought to maybe look at doing, you know, bringing this as a club and it would yeah. open it up to so yeah. many more students because there's military everywhere, <laughs> everywhere. Oh, oh, this is a great idea. I, I forget. My I love it. I'm writing this down. Okay. <laughs> All Hot right. Dog. All right. So my last little bit that I want to just ask about is, well, first off, before I change complete subject, was there anything else that I guess, no, this is it. This is what I, I have too. So this is it. If, me as a non-military affiliated person other than living in town teaching the kids who are military kids what would be your biggest advice to us as teachers so that way we can better reach them or better serve them or understand them just any of that what would be your number one advice for us oh gosh that is such a good question I think the biggest thing. If you can't thing, limit it to one, that's okay. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm trying to think. Kimberly, that's a good question. Oh, man. Uh, I, to me, and I'm reflecting. So I, I'm pausing for a second because I'm reflecting on two when I was back in brick and mortar even and in a military town. I think the biggest component, not to sound off or not as impactful, would be kind of just an awareness. I think having knowledge about all the different facets that the different stressors and, you know, moving state to state, um, there, everything that comes with that, I think an awareness of what that brings to the table and what might be going on. Um, Cause quite often in my experience, you you know, military connected students don't want to ask for, for help. It's not something or want to feel different, but I do think there is a level of empathy and just knowledge based of, Oh, this is kind of what they face every day or what they might face. You know, if they see the news or if a parent is deployed, like kind of just that, like, Oh, like that's gotta be, I think that extra phone call, but I think it all starts knowing all the different components that a military connected student faces 
and that their their parents or their guardians face, you know, because of that. And um, because it is such a family, you know, it impacts everybody. It's like, okay, what is the spouse dealing with when the partner is gone? Um, how does that impact the family unit? And then naturally, how does that impact the student? Um, so I'd say awareness is a big component and just almost, it sounds cheesy, but one thing I wish teacher preparation programs would do, just like we, you know, we study other, um, so many different components when we go through our teacher programs is, hey, like here are the different, different things that would impact that student or different things to think about that you might not have to think about if, if a student wasn't connected to the military. Um, but I think checking into and just being, and most teachers, I feel like as teachers, we enter it because we want to make a human impact and we want to make a positive human impact. So, you know, just that continual love and, and support and reminder of, hey, I'm, you know, I'm here for you. I think consistency is huge for military students because they often physically can't have it. So providing it and providing consistency in the class connect sessions, right, in expectations, um, makes for a more sane <laughs> and more controlled feeling environment that they just naturally don't always have um, because of other circumstances. Gosh, that is, I'll probably have like 50 more things to add to that, but um, that's a big one. And just recognition. Like I noticed with my students, you know, just, I, I always really try my best to remember to thank them for their service because I always tell them, I'm like, you are the silent you are these silent ones that often go unrecognized. You know, you didn't sign up for it. You weren't asked if, you know, hey, do you want to be a connected to our military family? You're just, you're born and you're brought into it. And um, that is, they're the stronghold at the end of the day, right? Like when we think, I didn't know when my husband was out for workups, I was, you know, what kept you going? The kids, like coming home to you and the kids. And um, the fact that the kids are excited to see me and, I think keeping that in mind that they are just so stinking strong and so resilient, um, but they still need that, like that reminder that, you know, someone is, is looking out for them and um, academically and emotionally and support wise there for them and consistent is huge. That was a good question. Oh, That's Kimberly, some you advice. Good questions. <laughs> That's some solid advice. I mean, I can dev definitely, cause I teach fourth grade and like I said, my new, my new kiddo just, really started this week with me thanked his mama and but I didn't get a chance to talk to him but but definitely next time I do get a chance to talk to him I'll I'll do that because you're right and we're not prepped I was just thinking as you were talking about how we're just we're not we're really not prepped for the things that we should just be aware of and I was thinking what if there was like a cultural study uh class for teacher yes. preparation where uh we study like the different cultures that make up our really like our town really where yes. we're taught because most of those teachers will not be they'll be teaching in that town and so like that would have been extremely helpful that's My town a is, really smart idea like I'm totally ignorant and I hate that I am so uh, that'd be really yes. really powerful to that's a, a great idea I could not head it up but it definitely is something that should happen no. I completely agree with you. I think that is a very, I, yeah, I feel like that, especially too with more movement in the U.S., right? And people coming and going and it is, I feel like it's that awareness factor and that sensitivity and as teachers, right? It's, it's like, I feel like that's just part of who we are is we, we have to be trained for that. That's a great right. idea. Right. And then it helps the interaction and relationship even, yeah. which I feel just like being is being more aware. So I love yes. that. Uh, so thank you for 
helping all of us just be a little more aware, was not aware of the, of the dandelion. And I think that's both amazing and, and powerful. And then there's a, there's a part of me that's a little sad um, just because they are constantly moving around, but then also just super excited that they're also moving around to all these amazing places because I'm stuck here in Oklahoma. So I would love to, to go someplace exciting or um, different. And so, but having a, a stable place is also really powerful. And I love that our schools can, can be that stable, that stable place, as you mentioned, we, we can be that stable teacher for for that academic year for those students so yes all right so knowing that you teach this uh, middle school basically yes. ELA I always ask my I just everyone for their secret sauce what's your secret sauce that you bring to your classroom that you think is super powerful or beneficial to your students that the rest of us just might not be doing from like an instructional strategy or engagement strategy or just something that you do what is it for you Oh, this is a good one too. You are asking very good questions. Um, I think the biggest thing for me, uh, regardless of, let's see, when I came from like fifth and fourth grade, because I don't, you know, we only get to see our students sometimes once a week is the engagement factor, you know, like making, making sure that they know when they enter the class, that class connect session or that whatever the classroom setup is, that they are my they are my focus. They are my everything. Um, but I also know I have to really come to life through my voice. My, I always use my camera. I always use my camera. It's just something I, I love. You kind of feel like you're on stage. And I love and that you do. It is, so that, it makes it's you that feel proximity like for, for your Exactly. Yeah. That is exact. You just, it proximity. That's exactly it. It's, it makes it feel like you're really there. And to me, I don't want to just be a voice coming through their computer. I want to be a human. Like I want them to know, I see you. Here's who I am. Um, I, when I move my office, I, there's like a blank wall behind me. And it was the cutest thing. Every single student, Miss Crawford, why is your, you moved. Like they noticed it right away because I use the camera all the time. You know, if I hadn't used it, they wouldn't notice what room I was in. Um, and so they actually are, they're, they're emailing. They're all getting a say what they want to see behind me because I always tell them our classroom, it's ours. It's not mine. You know, the space that I've chosen to put my office, it's, it's for you. It's what you're seeing. So what's going to appeal to you, to your eyes. So they've been brain plopping the last week, um, what they'd like to see. And they are now emailing, you know, pictures they've taken drawings they've designed and they're taking snips of it and sending it. And that's what's going to, what is going to become my backdrop because they feel like, I think that's just a piece of this engagement factor is um, that continual reminder that this is our space. It is a shared space. It's a, it's a community of learners. Um, but I'm always on my camera. I always like to start my classes too with music. So I love singing. And my, I think a lot of the times my students probably think they're like, you're always so energetic. One, I do drink coffee before classes. Um, but two, I just, I want them to be excited to learn. I want them to feel empowered. I want them to feel like they matter. And so part of that for me as a student was having a teacher that was lively and engaging and um, remembered my name. I always try to call them by name when they come in the classroom, acknowledging that they're there. But having music on kind of gives this sense of like an upbeat, like last week we, I stuck with the song from Secret Life of Pets to Lovely Day. 
You know, it's just, I, I listen to it in the morning, no kids, and it just puts me in a good mood. And so if I can get them in a place where they're happy, they're feeling really comfortable with me, they feel connected. I want them to feel connected to me. Then I really feel like they'll be able to learn so much better than just hearing my voice coming through a computer screen. Um, I quite frequently too, I'm trying to think, I've, I've started using Blackboard Connect. Our incredible, um, Sue Garcia has been fabulous with supporting me in that. And she, she and I met and she said, what classes are you having trouble with attendance? And I, you know, it's one class in particular in the afternoons. And she said, let's try this. And it's, I've set it up to where they get a call and a text about an hour before. And our attendance, sure enough, has started increasing. Um, I think sometimes just having that reminder to, hey, I'm going to be here. And it's my voice that comes through and they pick up. I think that's really helped where they don't just feel like it's some random person calling. It's my voice. And, um, and I'll tell them, you know, like, Oh, did you get my phone call today? <laughs> um, so that has helped a lot, but I think it's just a lot of movement too in my classes. I don't, I, I teach ELA, but I always like to stop in the middle of classes and whether it's doing push-ups or jumping jacks, I mean, they think I'm crazy and that's okay. Like I, I, my hope is that they're enjoying learning and keeping them on their toes you know, when it's an hour long class, it can get tiring and daunting. It can. And yes, brain breaks. Yes. <laughs> right. Brain breaks. Yes. So finding those ways, um, a lot of movement too, between group. I love doing group activities. I love just popping in and talking to them. And I always like to give time at the end of class to just talk, you know, like what's going on? How are you stopping the recording and giving them a chance to just just be a human, just be a student that maybe just needs an ear to listen to. So I don't know that I have a secret spice though. I just, <laughs> I think a lot of it is being, <laughs> being present. And I think the camera to me has made a world of difference and they love, and it's so awesome to see them on their cameras. We always start class yeah. every time by letting them get on, say hi. And I, I do, I leave up my camera during class and I'll send reminders. Okay, let's change it out because there's only five of us that can be on here. Well, six, including me. Um, but it's exciting that they want to be on there and they want yes. to be your yes. part. So, and I'm excited about yes. our new platform next year because I hear it's supposed to do, at least I hear, I don't know, but it's going to do what a lot of things you want it to do automatically, like sending a call yes. or text and then 25 kids all at the same time on webcams. So yeah, I mean, it sounds like all the things that you're already, that you're doing, they're actually making it a thing. Like everyone's going to be doing this. So yes, this is great. It's going to be like a party. You're on the right train and it's going to be <laughs> yes. easier next year. So, I yeah. bet I am very excited about that. <laughs> I'm excited too, um, because I do a lot of those same things. I don't do the music thing mainly because I don't know how. And that might be a different conversation. How do you just put your microphone up to like your phone or a speaker? Like what? That's a good, what? no. So I, I just, I leave my microphone on and I have Amazon prime music Yeah. and I just start streaming it really loud. And I just, okay. <laughs> like I'll take, I know. So I don't know, maybe I'm not, they always tell me they can hear and some of them no, dance. They, they probably can. There's just, I want like, I used to use Class Dojo for a little bit, and then I found yes. a different thing called yes. Class Craft, and I don't think it makes a sound, but I was always curious because I wanted my kids to hear the sound on Class Dojo whenever I gave them a point, but I have a headset, and I don't want to sound echoey, and so it's just it was just like, is there a way to get the sound just to play through 
the Blackboard Collaborate? And I know there is, it's just complicated and I haven't found the answer, so. No, I haven't either. So once you find it, I will definitely share it. it with every the entire world, and so everyone will know. It'll probably be like a special yes. podcast. So this is good. <laughs> yeah. the The more knowledge, the better, or the more. But you know what? As soon as I figure it out, we're going to switch to that other program, and it's going to become well. Wow, that, no, that's part won't. of it too. It'll probably, yes. it'll probably be the exact same. Well, knowing that we're wrapping up on our time, yes. I always give the same opportunity to everyone. Is there anything? that you wanted to share, but I just didn't ask about, but you want people to know. Oh, goodness. I, you have asked such great questions. I feel like the only thing I could, that I would add, so coming from the brick and mortar, you know, when I first started this, this career and moving into the virtual world, um, I remember being so intimidated and feeling so overwhelmed. But what's amazing is just the wealth of resources that are out there and the community that's developing, because I feel like even my classes that I'm taking at night, they're all online. Um, it is, it's eye-opening and I feel like it's been humbling. There's a lot that I'm still learning, um, but I love it because I feel like every day there, there, every day there's like a new challenge. There's something new to learn. And I think that by nature, when we're in the education, the field of education, it's like we, we're in it because we love learning. We love students. Um, and so it's, yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed it. I've only, it's my fourth year, um, but every year it's changed and it's exciting. And the families are just incredible. And hearing the variety, you know, the variety of students we have in families, it's phenomenal. And I will say I applaud the learning coaches it is not easy and it's, you know, the same way we're learning, they're learning. And so I give so much credit and I need to do a better job of acknowledging um, the individual or individuals who, who are the learning coaches, who are the, the teachers at home. Um, my hat goes off to them. So I have, I've really enjoyed my time. I've enjoyed what I've learned and I'm really excited to see what the future is going to bring. So, and I appreciate your time. You've just been a gem to talk to. You're so easy oh, to well, talk to. You. <laughs> That's good to hear. Uh, you've been very easy to talk to too. And I'm very appreciative again of you and what you, what you and your family do for our country. And, and then also your time. I know time is, is money. <laughs> so I appreciate you sharing <laughs> okay. you your, so your time for free with me. So absolutely. I love that you're creating a collaborative group, like that you are trying to support. I think it's just fabulous. We need, we need more collaboration and more communication. Excited to see where it goes. <laughs> me and too. I feel special. I got to be part of it. Well, <laughs> I do. I'm yeah. like, ooh, did you talk to Kimberly today? I'm more thankful. I'm just more overwhelmed by how many people want to talk to me, how many people want to be a part yes. of this because I'm not like invitation only. I literally just put the invitation in my bio and just like hoping people would sign up for a time and I'm just overwhelmed by how many people want want to be a part of it and that I'm not having to like go out and just beg people to talk to me. And so I, I'm appreciative of you again for just wanting to want to be a part of it. So I'm the one that feels special. So thank, oh, but thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. And thank you for your time. Wow. I don't know about you, but my wheels are just turning. Yes, I can apply all these principles to my current military families. But I also have this large demographic in Oklahoma 
of one families are constantly moving due to their husbands being in the oil industry but also i have several families who whose fathers or mothers are drivers for trucks and they're constantly on the move i can apply many of these principles to these students and their families by just being aware that sometimes it's a struggle sometimes it's hard to be constantly moving or maybe even away from their from their dads or moms but I also can show my appreciation that they're a backbone to their family that they are a foundation for their parents and for the rest of their family brothers and sisters and that's a big burden sometimes to carry and me being just aware of it might help. I also just want to take a quick moment and just say thank you to everyone who's listening, whether you're a teacher or not. If you or a loved one was in the military or are in the military, my heart goes out to you. Our country could not be as great as it is without our armed forces. And so I'm thankful for the service that each of them and their families provide. We couldn't do it without you. Now let's connect teacher to teacher. On the Virtual Classrooms Instagram, you can find this episode, episode two's Eyes in the Skies post. There, I tag Shannon Crawford to the actual picture. But feel free to use the comic section as a hub to connect with other middle school teachers. Or maybe you want to connect to other teachers who were or are in the armed forces. It truly is my honor to do whatever I can to help connect virtual teachers to other virtual teachers. And this is just one way. Another way is through my Facebook group. Head on over to the Virtual Classrooms page and find the VT Lounge. This is a great way for all of us to be together and share. Thanks again so much for listening. And remember to be brave, take a risk, and most of all, have fun. Bye.